ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. White Sox fans, welcome in to the Sox on Tap post-game show. Getting you kicked off here in August. It's Johnny Nani alongside Sean Roberts. Uh, Sox fall 2-1 to one tonight. Sean, not a good way to hashtag set the tone. No. Uh, in, in fact, Nani, I, I was doing some, some research during the game, and I was wondering because it just always seems like when it comes to a series that the White Sox lose game one um, of the ser- whatever series they're getting ready to play. And I counted um, before Tim Anderson grounded into a double play 20. So we're now at 21 losses out of the 51 losses this year have come game one of a series. That's almost half your losses have started um, game one of a series that that that's not how you would uh, or like what like what he like to say here set the tone. It's not good. It's not good. That's terrible, Sean. And, and, you know, you had kind of brought that up to me. And it it was like one of the last things I said on our Sunday Funday show just yesterday. said, I'm sick and tired of losing the first game of the series here. Uh, You know, you do it against the athletics there. Obviously, come out and do it tonight. I wanted to just see that, you know, them to step on the gas here. And this, like we'd say, should be their bum sling tour. Um, And on it right now, what are they uh, now at 500? I'm trying to think. Add up the game. One one in Colorado. And then you had two losses between the A's opener, this opener, and then two wins to close the A's series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're they're five hundred right now. Now four and five against the Kansas City Royals this year. Okay. Um, that that's just abysmal. Yeah, it, dude, it, it it really is. It's tough to even stomach here. So that's what we're talking about here on the Sox on Tap post game show. Make sure you subscribe to On Tap Sportsnet on YouTube. Jump in the comments here. We know you got some frustration. Feel free to vent it out uh, in there, and we can feature them during this live show. So, Sean, uh, as we set up this matchup here, initially thought it was going to be Brad Keller, but guess what? Nope, surprise. Daniel Lynch is off the IL to shove his you know uh, five plus scoreless against the White Sox. So something that he's done earlier in the season. Michael Kopech on the other side pitches. A decent baseball game, but uh, a couple long balls end up being the deciding factor in this one. Sean, um, tell me what you said right before we jumped on, because outside of the White Sox offense, what did you say about this game? It was boring. It was a, it was, or it was actually a pretty damn good baseball. Oh game. yeah, no, it, it was. It was. It, listen, it, 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 there was there was boring to it, but no, you're it, it. It was a good baseball game, and I said even before, like. If the White Sox offense wasn't just god awful, I could sit there and go, "Man, that was a really good baseball game." Like it sucks, obviously, that the Sox lost, but uh, but that's a good baseball game. I I much prefer pitching duels right. than than that's just because I'm a pitcher at heart. So for me, anytime you get a a two nothing, a one nothing, two one type ball game, that's right up my alley. Um, but when it comes to the White Sox, obviously, I want as many runs as possible, and they don't do that. So. Um, yeah, no, it was a really good baseball game. It just uh, you you can't afford to have 
you can't afford to score one run um, now in August against the Kansas City Royals when you're chasing games. Right, and, and obviously all the uh, surrounding factors. You get the, both the uh, Twins and the Guardians recording walk-off wins tonight. Would have been nice for the White Sox to be able to join them. Um, but uh, other than that, when you're talking about, you know, I think you know you record ten hits tonight, but what only one extra base hit? Hit, uh, yeah, I want to say there's one double in there, Andrew Vaughn. Um, yeah. Andrew Vaughn, and then uh, Pito got the line drive that was caught. And then guess what? Um, a manager that was like, huh, hey, this guy's uh, getting hit. That's back-to-back line drives. Let's pull him. Right, yeah. Amazing no, what happens. Yeah, man, amazing what that happens. Yeah, uh, and you know what I think is really frustrating about this is Michael Kopech looked like he was like inching back towards some of the early, uh, early earlier in the season kind of stuff for Michael Kopech. He was, you know, hitting up the with the fastball, getting up to 98 pretty consistently. So that, that was a positive sign. Um, like I had mentioned kind of in the intro, uh, just a little unfortunate with the um, two solo shots that he allowed. And sure, uh, there were a little bit of hangers there. But at the same time, you look at that and say this White Sox team against a rebuilding last place Kansas City Royals team, you can't just score one run. That's unacceptable. No, and and Michael pitched really well tonight. It, it was it, the story of the game was two breaking balls that didn't break. Um, and outside of that, it was good to see him. He got to he got to the seventh inning tonight. Um, I think he finished with exactly a hundred pitches. Um, if I if I have that correctly, but that's what we like to see out of Michael. They finally let him go a little bit, and he. he He's been struggling where his pitch count gets really up there in the fourth and fifth inning, and he, and maybe the sixth. He's he's not seeing that inning, um, but you want to see our starting staff start to go, especially with our bullpen the way it is right now. Our our starters yeah. need to go for sure six, and into the seventh, it it helps tremendously, and especially in game one of a series where. Man, now your back's against the wall. You can't lose series. You can't lose games within the division. So you got to go after these next two. Um, but uh, it was good to see Michael. He looked really good tonight outside of, again, two pitches. Yeah, got, got some bullpen commentary coming up here in a little bit. Just continuing Michael Kopeck real quick. Uh, it was good to see, like you'd said, uh, the length on that, go, going up to the 100 pitch mark there, um, going seven total. Uh, his line finished seven innings, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts, two home runs that we just discussed a little bit there. Uh, and he also uh, escaped a couple of jams. Uh, you know, we uh, got out of a you know big double play. Uh, he was able to induce in the fifth inning to get out of a jam there. Um, and then I believe in his last inning there in the seventh, too, kind of working through that whereas uh earlier in the season that may have been a situation where he's pulled or whatever so it was good to see him kind of persevere through that um on the bullpen not the squad that you would like like to see or expect um however jose ruiz and jimmy lambert both able to get it done uh, with you know scoreless outings uh in their respective innings and i think this just kind of points though um back to i think it was uh um, pinos on twitter and he had said you know so now, what is it? Hendricks, Graveman, and Kelly all not available on back-to-back days? I know there was some issue with the Kelly contract and then the Hendricks coming back from injury. But, dude, that's like not saying that, you know, obviously it was not the difference tonight. But, however, you spend all this money on these guys. Come on. You want them available. Nani is, you know, we I obviously with the trade deadline coming up and everyone talking about what the White Sox need. And I think I was, resp- I forget who I responded to, but I was like, just give me a bullpen arm that can go back to back days at this point. I don't need, I, I don't care who it is. Give me someone that's like, yeah, I pitched 15 pitches yesterday. Guess what? Throw me out there again. I'll throw another 15. Um, because you're, I want to sit here and go, yeah, back in April or May, I can see this, this, thought process right like you don't want to burn through your bullpen arm so much so you can give a day here and there 
guys, we're in August, like, and you're chasing games, and this is all your own doing. So this whole we got to conserve guys' arms for for what? For, for for finishing third place in the worst division in baseball. So they're good at uh, golf for the off season. But yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and and I know we were kind of being you were kind of being facetious to a sense, but the other day in the group chat, we we're like, burn the arms, man. Burn like, but you have to, because guess what? You put yourself in this situation. Yeah, you put yourself in this situation to where you are chasing games now, and every single game matters. When we, when in reality, what the process should be is we sit here and go, hey, you know what? We lost game one against the Royals, but guess what? We're eight and a half up in the division. We're August trade deadline. That's what we should be talking about. Instead, we're chasing now three games to two teams with with the Twins and Guardians. And it's, it's just, it sucks, man. It sucks. And this team, and you know what they're going to do. They're going to win the next two games and they will be, there'll be two games over 500 and then they'll fall to, they'll drop two. And it's what they are. We're in baseball. Hell, I'll continue to say this. They are a 500 baseball team. Yeah, dude, it's, we had specifically made the point about you know we had kind of admonished the scoreboard watching and stuff like that but you go and you, you'd still go and look at it because those do affect standings here well guess what um although the twins do have a tougher schedule the second half than they did in the first half kind of like the opposite of the white Sox, right they have an easy patch right now playing the tigers and we knew that there was probably not going to be a whole lot of help coming from either of these teams so you can't even take advantage of that when you you've got the even worse team there uh in, in the kids city royals coming into your ballpark and you know you're not even you know you dropped below 500 against them this year just terrible uh all around man um they're talking about the offense here because this was you know obviously a point of you know why they we're not able to win this baseball game. Um, like I'd mentioned, uh, the constant singles instead of, you know, hitting some extra base hits. Only run that came across home plate was a sacrifice fly and uh, a pinch hit situation for Gavin Sheets. So props to him. He also got a single to at least hey. ignite a rally, uh, or at least try to in the ninth. Gavin did his job, got the ball in the air. I mean, how many times this year have we – that was the first – I just sent this text in the group chat. Um, I think Jay Cutter was the one that sent out the tweet. That was the first sacrifice fly for the White Sox at home since June 26. Jeez. Yeah. It, it's if wild. you want to know the story of the 2022 Chicago White Sox, that stat right there, that was that's mind-blowing. Right, yeah. And, and like, so that, that was, you know, like obviously the one sort of semi-positive incident here. But other than that, it's like you still stranded two in that inning. Earlier in the game, uh, you waste a leadoff double by Vaughn in the sixth inning, uh, and that's when you also chased uh, the starter, Daniel Lynch, from the game. And then going back to the third, uh, you strand first and third. Granted, it was a um, you know two-out situation there, but you still got the runners there uh, and then just weren't able to bring them home. That is not opportunistic. One of my favorite words um, is opportunistic. They were the opposite of that tonight, Sean. No, this team is the complete opposite of opportunistic. They like you get a leadoff double, and is it sad that we sit here and you get a leadoff double and you just know that that runs probably not scoring? Right. Yeah. But yeah, that, like I'm to the point where anything positive that happens offensively without a home run, like a, a leadoff double, that's great. No. We're not going to get him in, you know, like this, it, it, you couldn't put it over the fence. So we're not scoring a run, but it just, this offense day in day out. It just, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen anything like it from the lack of power from the lack of, I mean, how many warning track fly balls does this team hit the lack? It's just the run production. It's, we all know the answer but it's not going to happen. 
And that answer is someone on that bench uh, needs to go. <laughs> so, and I'm not even talking about Tony. Yeah. I'm not even talking about Tony, but like you have to shake something up at some point, right? Like, and they're, they'll wait till the off season. They're not going to do it now. Um, unless this team just completely plummets here in the next few weeks. But, uh, it's just, it's a weird mentality. It's, it's not fun. It, it's not we all know ball go far, team go far, and this team doesn't do that. Yeah, no, and that just shows you where they're at, just stagnating here uh, at right around the 500 mark. And like you said, now that's like as we look ahead to like the rest of this, it's like, okay, yeah, uh, they lost this one. So what are they going to do? Probably turn it around and win two in a row. But then, well, we got to play Texas, and they, you know, they'll find a way to squeak two uh, against us, even though they're, you know, in kind of sell off mode there. So it, it, it's just frustrating as all hell. Uh, complete, um, you know, when, summary of, when the, the fan base, of that tonight. When the fan base can start predicting how series are going to go because you. You literally, it, every series is identical. You are who you are, right? And and I I I want this uh, team to somehow get out of the funk, but I just they don't sell me on anything, man. Yeah, that's the title of the show, John. It's losers lose. They were the loser club tonight, and they lost. They lost baseball games. So, um, all right, that wasn't the only White Sox related thing going on today. There was a trade, so let's get this done, and we'll preview the final game here, Sean. Um, they're excuse me, the next game of this series. So, uh, it. Involves White Sox sending Reese McGuire and a player to be named later or cash considerations to uh, the uh, Boston Red Sox in exchange for left-handed reliever Jake Dykeman here. Um, Interesting sort of deal, I thought, because obviously we knew that the left-handed bullpen spot was an absolute need, just given Bummer's timeline with Tanner Banks being the only one there, extremely, you know, shielded uh, in his usage there. But Dykeman has, I think it's stuff that can play. However, the command uh, can be an issue with him. Sean. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fit right in with this. Uh, he's gonna fit right in with this bullpen because very rarely do they come in and throw strikes. So, I mean, from a command standpoint, let's go. Welcome to the White Sox, baby. Um, but but it's a left-handed arm. I I did some research on him. Like, okay, great. It's not some earth-shattering move. I don't think we were expecting anything earth-shattering. Um, at this trade deadline. So uh, obviously we want to see a little, we need more, but you, you can only do so much with what you have. And the unfortunate thing is the white Sox farm system outside of like two prospects are, it's not that good. Um, but Reese McGuire, that was a move that was going to have to be made. Um, and, and shout out Zubby Zavala, who went, he earned a spot. If there's someone who's like came out and earned, earned some shit this year. It's been Zebby and, and it's, it's good to see. He's a good story. I, I enjoy watching him catch. I enjoy watching him hit dude hustles. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this move's not earth shattering. It's something that needed to be done. We needed a left-handed arm out of the bullpen and welcome to the shit show. Yeah. Right, right. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I wonder if uh, there can be some turnaround because uh, there were stretches, too. And obviously, I know the recent one is kind of what gets highlighted when you talk about Dykeman uh, with some of the issues in July. But however, uh, before that, there were some numbers that uh, said that he has some strikeout shit, essentially, is what I'm getting at there. So yeah. uh, we'll just be interesting to see um, how he fares uh, when he puts on the black and white. So change, change the color of his socks there, Sean. Um as I look at that from the Reese McGuire standpoint, I agree wholeheartedly uh, with, with Sebi earning his spot and shit. Dude, Sebi's the number one catcher on this team right now. I'm sorry. I'm usually, uh, I have been a big Yaz fan. I was really hoping. I think he was going to be an X factor for the second half. Right now, 
uh, that's not the case. He offered some hope in his rehab assignment, uh, starting to drive the ball a little bit. And then when he came back, it was okay. He's still getting his feet wet here, but he was hitting singles, right? He's bringing in some runs. And then now you go and have a night like tonight, and he looks terrible. So Sebi Zavala is your number one catcher right now. Yeah, Nani is funny. I was was about to text you um, after his last at-bat tonight, and I was just about to say, I can't take your boy anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm, about, Dude, yeah. I'm about yazzed out, man. I'm Dude, about yazzed out. It, it sucks because you kind of like thought that that single stretch might have been like the start of like a like I yeah. said, you know, getting it back into it. And it's like, okay, at least he was doing something to help line drive here, it. line drive. I mean, right. he's it's right. to the point where he's coming to the dish and you're going, well, it's, it's an out. Yeah. Like I I'm tired of the the little ground ball or the pop-up because it's all it is. It's it's he'll get he'll get one base hit here in the next couple games and we'll think oh is, it, is that it is that right. the at bat right and it's yeah so it's, this, it's this team man lack of consistency with that yeah, well, with everything right so uh, we kind of trailed into that from the trade talk so uh obviously we're you know less than 24 hours from the deadline here sean uh any thoughts on sort of needs here obviously the white side that was the only trade as so far uh tonight that has been pulled off. Who knows? Uh, maybe Twitter's a buzz with something. I saw some other teams making some other moves, but um, yeah. I feel like tomorrow is going to be a hectic day. However, as I, I texted one of my friends during the game, and unfortunately, I think it's going to be a day with a lot of activity around the league, and the White Sox only add in for maybe another just kind of meh arm and then a flyer of a bat. That's what I predict. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you. But, hey, at least we'll know we'll have, we'll, we'll have a seat at the table with, with every guy in the league. We were there. We were in talks. Fell through. They had a better package, blah, 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 because that's what we get with every single thing that happens. Um, so seat at the table tomorrow quite a bit, and we'll end up with the reliever. Like, uh, I don't know. Just yeah, just another arm. Just, just another, yeah, and, and to be fair, to be fair, we need any arm we can get right now. Yeah. So like, I understand that aspect of things, but yeah, fly over an outfielder. We won't be addressing any infield situation. And, and um, as far like second base, I think Josh Harrison, I, I, I like what Josh Harrison's brought to the club. I, I, you've turned him around, dude. After writing it, that DFA piece in like late May. <laughs> well, like if, if, like two months ago, two, three months ago, I was I was like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, this has got to stop. Stop playing him, please. Um, I'll take him any day over at second base over Leary Garcia. Um, and the unfortunate thing is that's a roster spot that something could happen with, but it's not going to happen because who the hell is <laughs> – they're not going to eat that money um, of Leary. And I like Leary on the team. I just don't like Leary playing every single day. So yeah. – um- I don't see I I don't see any impact moves coming for the White Sox. Nothing big. Um, I, I would be absolutely shocked if they if they were to do something big, because um, the thing for them because of lack of farm system. If you are going to do something right. big, uh, you're subtracting from the major league roster um, at this point. And if we know anything about this organization, they are very bullish on their roster and thinking that everything is enough. Um, with what they have in house, right. so I, I was—that's a good point. I was just about to bring that up. So it's not a uh, complete defense of Rick Hahn because obviously you just want your team to be a, the one that's converting on deals, right, and making the impact moves, especially when you see all the other teams adding flashy pieces for what should be World Series runs and we're in the middle of our contention window. However. He does not have a whole hell of a lot to work with in terms no. of prospect pool to offer up. So uh, no, no. and we don't know what the hell's going on with Luis Robert. We don't know, like, right. he, yeah. 
I mean, maybe they do, and they're just not saying anything. But uh, there's just <sighs> don't expect much tomorrow. Right. Well, yeah. What is it? If Luis Robert is healthy at some point in the next like couple of weeks, then it's oh, that's better than any trade done. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get the Rick the Rick Hom, you know media press conference, whatever he's yeah. doing, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, don't expect anything big tomorrow. Right, and then also the the just the uh, you know kind of the way it goes when guys come over to the White Sox, anyone that they do add to, you can just expect immediate regression for as well. Right, right. Like, remember Cesar Hernandez last year tore it up in the first half, yeah. actually at the pop, and then Cesar Hernandez was like, the, "Oh man, what a perfect move for this team. This is exactly what they needed," and he was absolute trash. And, and then and then Craig Kimbrell, the dude, he was he was an all star. For First half, he really did have. He a was really the best reliever season. in baseball in the first yeah. half. Yeah, and then he comes over and yeah, the, that whole sequence. So yeah, totally looking forward to that. Oh, All right, God. Sean, uh, that, that wraps it up. That's the only trade that we know of right now. Uh, we'll try to get to uh, trade deadline special here at Sox on Tap in uh, hopefully you know a little less than twenty four hours here. But uh, until then, there will be another game um, taking place at Thirty Fifth Shields. Uh, White Sox and Royals doing battle once again. It's Lucas Giolito and Brad Keller was bumped back, obviously supposed to start tonight. Um, and now he's bumped back for the Royals with the return um, for Daniel Lynch tonight. Um, gotta say, I'm nervous going into a Geo day, Sean. Nothing's changed on that front for me. No, the, the gelato has been melting fairly quickly. Um, the last few starts, I, I, as bad as the beginning of it, the Colorado start was, he did bounce back and I thought he, he kept he kept the team in the game, and that's what he needs to do. He's not an ace. Um, I think that's become very like noticeable. I think he's a three, four, moving forward a guy that you can keep in the rotation. But I don't think he's starting game one of a playoff series. I don't think he's starting game two of a playoff series. So that big starter money that he was looking for, he's not going to get. Um, and maybe that's maybe maybe that's what the White Sox have seen this entire time, and they were just kind of waiting. I, I don't know. It, but anyway, Lucas going on the mound tomorrow. I will give up a couple long balls. It's just, does the White Sox offense show up? Right, yeah, th that's a big question for me, too, because I will. I do want to give him credit that he did settle down after that first inning, but obviously he already spotted them three uh, in that first inning in his last time out uh, when he, he had faced the Colorado Rockies. So, um, man, I really hope bats wake up that that is the only answer here and that's that's the answer down the stretch of the season if they are going to make some noise for that offense to really perform up to their potential because we had talked about a few guys here uh that are not doing it and i.e yes um uh, some of the other power bats that you'd expect more from so um that's that's going to be the determinant of this game of the series of the rest of the season sean um it would be great if the that weekend stuff could have carried over and then we would have felt like, okay, maybe they are finally starting to find a groove and hit the ball out of the ballpark at home. But uh, tonight it was a big step back, in my opinion. So um be interesting to see. Uh, any predictions? Uh, thinking how this thing's going to go down? Um, I mean, I like I said, I think Lucas gives up a couple bombs and we all get frustrated on Twitter, but I think he keeps the team in the game. I, we just, we have to out Homer every team that we play at home, and we don't do that enough. So, unfortunately, I do think we fall tomorrow. Um, I hate saying that, especially to Brad Keller. But I, I, I just, this team, I see them losing tomorrow, and I see them winning the next game. And, and you know, they'll continue to just be a 500 club. 
I'm, fair, I, fair I, 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 I'm just, I, I'm trying to be yeah, as like, yeah. Yeah. Like realistic. Cause tonight just gave you no hope, right? No, that's like, yeah, like that, tonight's that. a night. And, and not to like go off of last year or anything like that, but like tonight, tonight where the white Sox put up seven runs last year, yeah. you know, or even the year before, like they, you get a lefty on the mound, no matter how good he's working or, or even if they found themselves in that spot trailing late, they would have had a miraculous rally. Yeah. Like, like in the fifth or sixth yeah. inning, like they, all of a sudden they put a four or five run rally together yeah. and you're going, here we go. They woke yeah. up. Right. Yeah. And, they, and that's the difference is, you know, in previous years when they were struggling early on in games, they would find that fifth or sixth, seventh inning where they would put three, they put a crooked number on the board. Yeah. Not doing bit, that this year. There's a little Not, bit of magic. Doesn't feel like it, you know, yeah. it. me and Tony talk about that. All yeah. Day. It. No, it doesn't feel like they have it, especially after tonight, but uh, let's hope the luck changes tomorrow. Uh, like I said, seven ten start there. And obviously the trade deadline will have passed then. So uh, we'll keep posted with any moves that the white Sox make here at Sox on tap. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure you go and follow us on social media at Sox on tap at on tap sports net visit on tapsportsnet.com for all your chicago sports literature and podcasting needs and make sure you subscribe to on tap sports Net on youtube so you can join the conversation for these shows live all right john until next time white Sox forever white Sox forever